The following podcast is brought to you by Crosswinds Golf and Country Club. If you know me at all, you know I'm a great guy. But you also know that I play crosswinds as often as I can. Why? Because there's no better value in public golf than crosswinds in Burlington. I know how much you can spend at a golf course. It's crazy, especially around the Toronto area. Nuts. But crosswinds is different. It's about 45 minutes from downtown Toronto, depending on traffic, of course. Nestled between Rattlesnake Point and Mount Nemo on the Niagara Escarpment. Doesn't that sound beautiful? Crosswinds offers million-dollar views, a beautifully maintained golf facility, and memories that'll last a lifetime. And you know what? They charge about half what you'd pay at a Toronto area course. And it's in tremendous shape, unlike some courses I've played this year. We won't mention their names, but like a couple of them are in the top 100 of score golf. Anyway, mm -hmm. if you want to play a great golf course at a great price, check out Crosswinds in Burlington. We had a great round the other day, sat out on the patio afterwards, enjoying a beverage, watching golfers tee off on number 10 towards Rattlesnake Point and come in uh, off number 18 uh, with Mount Nemo in the background. Beautiful. Go to crosswindsgolf.com, book your tee times online today, and when you get there, tell them Hebsey sent you. Now, Mike, let's start the podcast. Welcome, welcome to Hebsey on Sports, episode number 195. Mark Hebsher along with Toronto Mike, and Otis the Cat is in the house. Uh, we watched baseball last night. The cat kind of likes baseball. Oh. The natural sound of baseball. The crack of the bat. He, his ears really perk up. But anyway, I'll get to that a little later. Um, this is the busiest Friday in sports since March. And I love it. Baseball will now have 16 teams making the playoffs, but they haven't figured out yet what to do with the Blue Jays, who we may as well nickname the Toronto Gypsies and have Cher uh, sing the theme song, Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. I mean, these guys, nobody wants them. They're homeless. Washington has no nickname for their football team. Neither does Edmonton. But Seattle has a nickname. Their NHL team has the support of crackheads around the world. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Krakenheads. But you know folks are going to have fun with that nickname. The NBA playing without eight teams in a bubble. Fox is going to air games with fake fans. Fake fans. Like virtual, like... Not cardboard cutouts. The huh. soup man has found himself a home alongside Marner and Tavares. TFC into the round of 16. And folks, I'm calling for an end to the national anthem being played at any sporting event except for the Olympics. Can you believe they're still playing the national anthem even though there are no fans there? Ladies and gentlemen, would you please write? There are no ladies and gentlemen. Stop playing the national anthem. Now is a perfect time for it. Get the political part of it out of there forget about who's kneeling and who's not this is folks this is the perfect time the perfect storm timing is everything when they started playing the national anthem at baseball games it was during the war and they were for the war effort ladies and gentlemen you know stand please and you know give generously as our soldiers are fighting the huns across blah, blah, blah. great you know fantastic patriotism of course we love our country of course we want our boys to come home and, and women to come home safely so let's put our hands on our hearts let's stand up and let's you know the national that was in the war that's a long time ago now we're in the opposite situation now come on the last thing we need is people who are you kneeling i don't know have you decided whether you're going to kneel or not time for a pre-game press conference uh, let's find out is mookie betts going to kneel before tonight's national anthem folks eliminate it just you know wipe it out from the schedule it we you know take that two minutes or whatever it is and say we don't need to worry about that anymore and problem solved. In the NFL, problem solved. 
Uh, no fans in baseball problem solved in hockey. Again, I don't mind not having to get up out of my seat and take off my hat and what I don't mind. It doesn't bother me. Although I love O Canada and I love my country. I could do without the national anthem. Who's with me on this? Mike. I actually uh, forever have wanted the national anthem out of uh, the games, but this is actually, I think is the wrong time to do it. Like, I think this is this, because if you remove the national anthem at this point in time, with everything that's going on with Black Lives Matter and the the kneeling you mentioned, the protest, it almost it's almost like this is this is not the right time. Like you need to let let people make their uh, statements and let people do their uh, peaceful protest during the anthem. It's like if you remove it, it's almost like you said, "Oh, you're kneeling during the anthem. That's it. No anthem for you." Like if there's a, I think there it's not as clean cut ideal a time as you think. If you I, I'm, process I'm, that, I have the exact diametrically opposed opinion sports i love that is, is sports is for escaping sports you turn on the game to get rid of your life let's say you had an uh, argument with a co-worker something political whatever it was this is an escape and to be reminded of what's going on because of a national anthem fetish that we have is absolutely the wrong thing i, I want to escape uh, it's been horrible I've been cooped up. I need to, oh, my team is playing. Okay, there's no fans. I can deal with that. I'm saying, oh, oh, is he, is he kneeling? Is he not kneeling? Oh, man. I hear you. A Trump supporter. They got, you know, uh, oh, the black guys are kneeling. The white guys aren't kneeling. Why is that black guy not kneeling and that white guy's kneeling? I, I, I don't, it, my head is spinning just thinking about all that. If you eliminate the national, if you just say, listen. Yeah. This is not the place for politics. This is not the place for, this is the place, this arena is for the game to be played. Anything outside of that will not be part of Major League Baseball or the National Football League or the NHL's or the NBA's um, uh, uh, influence. It's not our responsibility, jurisdiction, whatever it is. It's like, if you want that, go, go ahead. If you want to chase down LeBron James outside the bubble or, or whatever, that's fine. But if NBA players are going to answer questions about a game that we're interested in, I want to know what kind of defense you're playing. And their answer is justice for Brianna Taylor. That's all. Then after a while, that gets kind of tired. All right. I get it. I get the point. But I mean, what if justice, what, what if justice never happens for Brianna Taylor? What if it never happens? That doesn't mean they should just shut up and play. Like, yes, I they should during the game. Yes. Because we're here for sports. I know. You're here, you're here for been, sports. Look, I get it. I get it, Mike. I get it. Every yeah. controversy, the logo, change the name, kneel during the anthem, don't kneel during the anthem. If you do kneel, you're this type of person. If you don't, you're that type of person. Why can't we just break it all down to, okay, okay, I get it. Talk about all those things, but for, for the game, let's see, two teams or two individuals go at each other without any political hot potato involved, without any of that. So no speculation prior to the game as to whether they will kneel, they won't kneel. He'll shake his hand. He won't shake his hand. I mean, come on. It's supposed to be a sporting event. Now, I get it if it's two countries going at each other in the Olympics or the Davis Cup or the World Cup. Well, There's a bit of a different vibe there. But come on. Honestly. Like, let us, let us have our sports, please. And the other stuff, come on. Okay, that's... Well, uh... not, not, while, not while the game's going on. That is a valid opinion, Mr. Hebsher, and we uh, I love it when we disagree. I personally you like do it like that, don't when you? we yeah. I like it when we let our athletes be, you know, human beings and there are some right. things bigger than sports and I like it when the uh, when, when, when for example, is it the NBA where they they're going to have political statements or or, or at least uh, yep. statements of on some the, kind on of the jersey? Jerseys. Right. Yeah. Like and yeah. I know I saw like some MLS and there was a, you know, like it was 
really some some interesting uh, presentations mm-hmm. with regards to Black Lives Matter, for example. I personally like it when we let the athletes be human and have uh, opinions and beliefs like this and let them express it. I don't want I it. Don't to, I don't want it to be no. shut up and play. No, but you know what? Though you're right. Uh, look, for years in football, it were the in sports, it, the ones who stood out from the crowd by being vocal or different were always the ones who originally people. Oh my, shook their like Muhammad Ali. Oh, you don't talk. Great like example. That. Great example. You know, you don't speak that way, and you know, you're become a lightning rod and. and um, you know, for for a number of years, no one cared what an athlete thought about politics, whatever, okay? And so we need to go the other way in that direction by saying, look, you know, Joe DiMaggio is Joe DiMaggio, but, you know, are you interested in his uh, political opinion? Are you interested in his opinion on, you know, human rights, stuff like that? And, and back in those days, you just weren't allowed to ask those questions. I mean, you could yeah. ask them, but they'd look at you sideways, well, and some of the most iconic, some of the most iconic sporting moments you can probably think of right now uh, are are more than like, like transcend sports. Like uh, I'm thinking of like the 1995 Rugby World Cup, and I'm thinking about like uh, How about the '68 Olympics, John right. Carlos and Tommy Smith. I was about to say loved fists. I was about to say, and you mentioned Muhammad Ali, like, like, absolutely. And that I don't think you know, I don't know, Babe Ruth aside, I would say there's no larger in the last uh, you know 150 years. There's no larger figure in sports than Muhammad Ali. Oh, absolutely. Without question. Known around the world. Uh, And and for various reasons, too. For various reasons. I mean, as a boxer alone, he would have been the greatest. Just as a boxer. I mean, in his prime, he, Muhammad Ali was, as Cassius Clay and Muhammad Ali, which was soon after his pro career, or after he beat Liston anyway, it was, man, that jab. I mean... I saw him work out up close. I was in his training camp once and, and it was like, man, it, you know how quick a cat is, you know how you can be. And the, before you know what, the cat's just swiped yes. at you and, and he's cut you. Yeah. That's, that's like Ali. Like you just, yeah. you couldn't see it so quick. And he was just so good. And he was more, and, I mean, and he, he was, he, he wasn't just a boxer. Really good opponents. Yeah. And he, and he wasn't just a boxer like that. Like the, the figure you're describing is a, is a gifted boxer, but Muhammad mm. Ali mm. was so much more. Oh, listen, I mean, you could go into, I mean, just, just the fact that he was, I mean, there are polarizing figures and then there's Muhammad Ali. I mean, as a young black man to, uh, to adopt the faith of, uh, of, um, uh, of the, the, the Muslim, the leader of the black Muslims, Elijah uh, nation Muhammad, of Islam. the nation of Islam was what in 1964, it was like, are you kidding me? I mean, Congress is trying to push the civil rights bill through with President Johnson. And here's, you know, boy, what they called him. And they refused to call him by his changed name. I mean, who right. in those days, what do you mean your name is now Muhammad Ali? It's Cassius Clay. You're Cassius Marcellus Clay Jr. Right. No, I'm changing my name to Muhammad Ali. I've changed my name, Nation of Islam. So imagine a nation, United States, rest of the world too, but for most of the United States, going, who is this guy? And then he wins the heavyweight, and then now he's the heavyweight champion. So he's like the heavyweight champ. He's the guy. So people are like, is this guy for real? Like, is he a clown? And then you realized after a very short period, this fellow is smart. He's determined. He's proud. He, he's not like, I'm not going to take this anymore. And my people have been down for a number of years. I mean, that, that was sort of part of the message. But like, it's like, I, I'm a human being. Right. And so, and Wilt Chamberlain is a human being and Jim Brown is a human being. Right. And, uh, 
you know, Lou Alcindor, the soon to become Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, is a human being. Bill Russell is a human being. And this is the first time that people actually looked at professional athletes, really white or black, but certainly the black athlete, and went, hey, yeah, right? And so when reporters would say something like, oh, Lou Alcindor is very articulate, they didn't say very articulate for a black man, but the way it was phrased was like, oh, we didn't think someone of that color could be, you know, articulate, uh, educated. That type of thing. So, Hebsey, on that note, if uh, if Colin Kaepernick, and I know he's not in the NFL right now, but if Colin Kaepernick wants to take a, a knee during the national anthem to make a, a statement that uh, is close to his heart, uh, I think this is the wrong time to take the anthem away. It's like to to rip that, here, I'll take away that anthem now. It feels like it doesn't no. feel right to me. No, Colin can find other ways to do it. Believe me. Okay? Believe me. There's plenty but of... But I am you know, in favor of, of getting rid of the of photos. There's plenty of photos of Colin Kaepernick kneeling on the sidelines that can be used doesn't have to be video of that day don't have to see it live but my point is this okay the fans aren't coming into the stands they're not pouring in they're not part of a routine last night espn missed a bunch of pitches because the game's moved along like this right boom 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 right there's a lot of stuff that's been eliminated you want you want to speed up the game this is the perfect time now baseball look Look, you're going to start the extra innings with a runner at second base. Right. I mean, this is unprecedented. There's no DH. I mean, there's only DH. The pitchers will never hit again in baseball. So this new baseball that we're going to watch, the Jays start tonight in Tampa, is, is brand new in a million ways. No fans, uh, no pitchers hitting, uh, different rain delay rules. Like, for example, if in the fourth inning the, the, the heavens come down, you don't uh, suspend – you, you don't uh, – just the game doesn't count. You pick it up the next time the two teams play. You pick it up in the fourth inning or the fifth inning or wherever it was. There's all so many different rules that even when they interviewed Rob Manfred last night, the commissioner, even they didn't even get it right. They did, but the new playoff series, okay, I'm going to get to the playoffs in baseball. By the way, the Jays are going to make the playoffs this year. Because everyone is. (laughs) They're going to make the playoffs. Trust me. Anyway, here's what happened last night. I don't know if you saw it. Dodgers against the Giants. Okay, I'm watching the telecast. It's ESPN, and, and then, and then the PA announcer, after announcing all the players to to nobody, you know, to, to nobody, right. making it sound like there are people there, right. and mixing audio. And I forget the dude's name. They say, and now to sing the national anthem. And I say to myself, what? In front of eighty people. So here's part. Mike, roll that. Roll that clip. tears i got tears in my eyes (laughs) what say you i want to do the canadian like your buddy jay gold when he was the judge on canadian idol i want to hear what do you want to say about uh, that performance and so to me this is the perfect this is the uh, you could not have a better illustration a better example of why to eradicate the national anthem 
prior to any sporting event. This is perfect for it. This is a great opportunity. Folks, okay, if you want to say, hey, if you want to sing it on your own or with a bunch of your friends, if the players all want to get together and have a circle, you know, in a big hugathon before the game, right. that's fine. People do that, Mike, right? You know, it's not part of the official ceremony of the game. Right. You know, players, this was, and years ago, I mean, I remember like a lot of NFL teams, you know, they would all before the game and after the game sometimes too would kneel and, and pray. That's, that's fine. But that's not part of the, you know, the, 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 the um, agenda uh, of a game. Right. Right. It's not like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, please rise or please kneel now if you want to, as everyone, mm -hmm. you know, kneels. We don't do it that way. So let's just eliminate the standing for the national anthem, especially if it's such a divisive, if the national anthem is so divisive. Right. Just get rid of it. I mean, what do we want that for? I want to see a pitcher throw at a hitter's head. You know, if the guy <laughs> you right. know stole on him the day before or said so. You know, I want to see some competition out there. I'm sort of kidding there, but you okay. know what I mean. I want to see competition. I turn on a game to watch competition. I don't turn on a game to go. Hmm. Let me see here now. Uh, that guy's a Trump supporter there, and geez, I wonder if Mookie Betts is going to be kneeling. Three hundred and sixty-five million dollar contract. Good luck, oh, Hebsey man. That? Good luck ripping that uh, national anthem away from, for example, uh, the Rangers or, you know, one of these uh, southern U.S. Uh, cities in, in Major oh, League Baseball. They're I not giving that up anytime I think if soon. you polled fans, I think if, especially the, the one, you can't be at the game, so uh, on television. And, Mike, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. in a lot of situations, when you're watching the game on television, they, a lot of times, they'll go for their commercial break when they know the national anthem is coming. Right. That's the time for the two-minute commercial break. Right. <clears throat> so a lot of times you don't hear the national anthem sung in its entirety. Now, I know on Hockey Night in Canada, they don't do that. They stay there for the national anthem, right? Because it's like it's become it's a big deal. It's Hockey Night in Canada, it's Saturday night. But, but I'm pretty sure when I worked at Global, in fact, yeah. I'm positive. Yeah. That's when we took... That's when they took the commercial break. They knew they looked at the, you know, they looked at the lineup and they said, okay, the national anthem is going to be sung at, you know, 7.32.30. And so, you know, because I remember I was doing the shows live and it was like, okay, down to Hebsey at ringside and hi, everybody, blah, 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 blah. And I'd get a count in my ear and that was, we'll right. be right back after this. And then literally, because I'm, as I'm down on ice level, they're setting up to sing the national anthem. So I know live that we're in commercial while the national anthem's being sung. Now I can't, I can't say that's the case for every television broadcast, but I think a lot of the broadcasts are, look, it's just somebody else singing the national anthem, right? Let's hey. take our commercial break, get the two minutes out of it. And then if we want, maybe we show, you know, when we come back saying, and so-and-so uh, sang that, maybe run to the last few seconds of it or just show the person. I don't know. Now, Hebsey, so I don't man. even think TV viewers, I don't even, I don't think TV viewers of baseball or other sports always hear the national anthem song. Before yeah, you're probably right. But do you think maybe that, you know, our opinions on this are because we're Canadian. Like, I feel like the raw, raw national anthem, patriotic, stars and stripes, that's a very, well, obviously stars and stripes, but that's a very American thing. Like, it's, we're just not as raw, like in your face with our love of our country like the Americans are. Should we be? I think we No, are. we shouldn't be. But, I think, but here's why. I think we are when it comes to, like I said. Olympics. When we sing O Canada and we've just won the Olympic gold medal. Yes, but like you said, that's, that's different. That's when we sing, oh, Canada. Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. If the Tragically Hip had come out and said, let's all sing, oh, Canada together. We would sing, oh, Canada together. Right, like at Live 8. Canadians. Right. But before game number 32 of another season of a game, you know. Right. And now, and listen, 
and listen, nothing against the young lady who sings it before the Leaf games. And I, uh, Maria Luis Ortiz, I believe is her I name. I believe that is her name, yes. Lovely and excellent job and, I, and terrific. I would never say, you know, I, and she does a ter- terrific job of it. But I got to believe even her, even after doing it for the umpteenth time, it's, it's, it's a little tough to get up for, right? There's only so much you can do with the song. You've done it a million times before. She does a great rendition of it, but she does the same rendition of it every time. And so if she's right. away and there was a recording of it and people play, people wouldn't know the difference. I mean, they, they, they'd still hear the same song recorded, right? Anyway. So much for that. So uh, anyway, so baseball. Yeah, the Dodgers won the game 8-1. to one. Uh, Dustin May got the win for the Dodgers in place of Clayton Kershaw, who went on the injured list with back issues just before the game. Um, and the Yankees beat Washington in a rain-shortened game at Washington where Dr. Anthony Fauci, a former shortstop for Holy Cross University, uh, oh. back and I believe was a teammate for a time of Jackie Robinson in some way, shape, or form, wow. threw out the first pitch. And he threw it sort of like 50 Cent did. <laughs> sort of well, a cross between a what little 50 better Cent than 50 did and Cent. what that lady did when she nailed the cameraman right in the balls. Remember right. that one? Yes, I do. Yes, that was in yes. Chicago. It was a White Sox game. <laughs> like, holy, like, you know. But then you think about it, you go, man, like if you're going to pitch off, if you've never pitched off a mound before, a major league mound, forget it. You'll fall over. Just, don't they give him a couple of warm ups? No, he didn't get to do it like no, an hour ahead of time. And you don't get a do over. <laughs> you don't get a do over either. And just prior to the game, or that day, yesterday, Juan Soto, the all-star left fielder of the Washington Nationals, um, tested positive for COVID-19. Wow. He had been, he had been te- tested every day or however often for weeks, negative, 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 now positive. Huh. So that's a 14-day quarantine. And then he has to have consecutive uh, negative tests, <clears throat> uh, no closer than 24 hours apart, in order for him to be cleared to play. And prior to the game, both teams knelt down in solidarity and uh, they took the same picture of it, Mike. It's like, okay, you're doing camera, right? And because remember, there's less camera people at these games. There's less facilities. I mean, the viewer doesn't really notice much of a difference, really. But there's, you don't need all the cameras there because there's no crowd shots to take. Right. So it's a more of a skeleton crew. And so um, they're they're doing the interview with Rob Manfred. So Rob Manfred is uh, at the game. He's at the game, and in the background is the stadium uh, scoreboard at the Nationals Park, and then there's this foreboding skies with, like, lightning strikes. Right. And in the studio, and wherever the heck they are, I don't know, ESPN Studios, they're asking him, it's a Matt Vaskersian, and uh, I can't even think who, oh, oh, and Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod. And these two are like, they're asking questions, and I'm going, well, what about the Blue Jays? Like, why don't you ask the commissioner if he's found a home for the Blue Jays? It's like, oh, yeah, we'll let the Blue Jays look after that. They didn't even ask him about it. Yeah, but they asked about the new playoff format, which I was just finding out about. Like, what do you mean there's a new playoff format? Like, what was the, the old playoff format was 10 teams make the playoffs. Two rounds of wild cards, right? And then uh, and the, the division series, the championship series, the World Series. Oh, no, no. They just sort of went, no, no, this year, folks, because it's a 60-game season, we're going to have 16 teams are going to make the playoffs in baseball. So the Jays have a legitimate shot. They have a legitimate shot. Can you make the playoffs of 30 wins? Listen to me, Okay, sorry. Absolutely you can. 30 wins can get you in the playoffs. It it is. Teams with losing records will make the playoffs, just like in the NBA. We do have a chance. Just like in the NHL. Although in the NHL, it's tough to say that they had a losing record because of the overtime loss and the Right. Single point and all that stuff, right? It's different. 
in NBA, it's percentage, right? It's your winning percentage, I guess, basically. And if you're under 500, obviously you're an under 500 team. But anyway, so, so here's the deal. 16 out of 30 teams will play in the postseason, starting with a best of three first round in the home of the higher seed. Okay? Okay. The first and second place teams in every division in baseball. So there's six divisions, three in each, in Amer- three in American, three in the National League. So the first place teams are in, and the second place teams are in. Top two in every division. And then the next two clubs in each league, by winning percentage, make okay. the playoffs. So that's so like your wild card. Wild card, right. seven, eight seeds. Right. So so let's say, look, American League East, Jays are not going to be top two. They're not going to be. But the rest of the American League, after the top two in each division, they got a chance, don't they? Sure they do, without question. And this is what they need. They need every one of the 60 games to mean something. Right. It's important. And now what's going to happen is managers are going to be different, especially in the National League, where now you've got the DH. Pitchers won't go as long. Managers will pull guys. They'll hook guys way earlier now because they have bigger pitching staffs because they have a 30-man roster. It's, it's really, it's mind-boggling. It's as if baseball, when we left baseball, <clears throat> it had this, these rules. Right. And now a whole bunch of the rules have changed. Like so many of the rules have changed now in baseball. It's just mind-boggling. You're going to start the extra innings with a runner at second base. Never let every a good, extra in, everyone. Never let a good crisis go to waste. What they so say. that means bunting. Does bunting now come back into baseball? Do the the, the bunt enthusiasts now go? Oh, this is beautiful. We started off. Do we bunt the guy to third and then get him home on a sack fly? You know, what if he's a really fast runner? Do we maybe try a, a you know a a hit and run or a straight steal. We take our chances, put the pressure on the defense. It could be great, but it's, it's who knows? I mean, crazy, man. Well, you have to shorten um, the games because with all those pitching changes, uh, these games are going to be four hours long. Oh, but remember Mike, each pitcher has to pitch yeah. to at least three batters. Right. Yes. No, there's too many rules. I need to write these down actually. Yeah. So <laughs> your starter might only go once through the order and then right. you bring in another dude, right? Right. For his three outs and you got some serious. Oh yeah, the one out lefty guy's gone. That's right. That's right. That's right. None of that. So anyway, so here's the deal. The top seed uh, in the first round gets to gets home field advantage with all three games. Okay. Best two out of three, but all games will be in the park of the higher seeded team. So if you finish, so if you're a seven or eight seed, or well, if you're a five, six, seven, or eight seed, you got to go on the road and you get no home games in that wild card first round. Best of three. Home team gets all the games at uh, higher seed gets every game, and then the next round is the division series, is the wild card series. So that's a best of five, the right. division series. Sorry, and then the championship series is the best of seven, and the world series is the best of seven. So I listen, Jays could do you know they could come flying out, flying out of the gate, man. Could come out I don't know fifteen and ten after the first twenty five, and you're like, hey, it's a playoff spot. You right. know, they might be third and they might be third in the American League East and they might be seventh overall. Because remember, the teams ahead the teams in the other divisions, the top two are automatically ahead of them in the seedings. How uh how much like how negative will this be not having a home field? Like uh oh, huge. <laughs> and even if they go to Hartford or wherever it is, okay, and and remember, it's uh all contingent on the approval of the state um uh, health commission or whatever the jurisdiction, whatever it's called. Right. I mean, all of this, you know, Oh, it's Hartford now. Hey, it could be any, it doesn't matter. 
But I'm telling you this right now, if I'm the people of that state and I'm running the, the Department of Public Health, I'm going to say, well, wait a minute. You're telling me that this team is going to go to Florida? Okay, a hot spot for COVID-19. And then they're going to go to Washington, another hot spot where a Washington national player who is supposedly in some kind of quarantine or whatever still got COVID-19. Can and I then ask- they're going to come to Connecticut. And if I'm the Department of Public Health, I'm saying no way. Well, can I no ask way. a dumb question? Dumb question yep. real quick. Uh, so Pennsylvania said no. But, I mean, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh are going to be doing that. So we're, is it just that we let them do it because there are guys? But like, Because they're already allowing the Tampa Bay Rays to come to Pennsylvania and play. Can, I can't answer that question for him. I don't know. But, I mean, if again, if, they, if the people of Pittsburgh said no, look what happened here. And, and there's, there's empirical evidence that, you know, you just, you, you, it's, there's more of a risk for the general public if you're bringing in people who aren't from there. So no why, why are you letting the Phillies and the uh, Pirates play uh, home games in your state if you're so concerned? Well, it's because that's where they live. I know, but the Jays live here and the federal government said, get out of here. Like, that's, the, you know. people think the people of Pennsylvania or Major League Baseball gives a shit? Cares about one no, team the, out of 30? One team no, from I another know. country? I know. I just, so can, I guess look, I'm as wondering. As far as I'm concerned, the Jay, listen, here's yeah. what the Jays should do. Just freaking rent a boat, uh, a like big, a, huge a boat. Ship. And, yeah. Just, and just anchor it wherever it is off Baltimore Harbor, wherever it is closest. And then come on, <laughs> just have everybody stay there. Quarantine them on a boat. Right. All right. Because they're not going to, nobody, no state commission. Okay. No public health official. No, I can't. Anywhere is going to go. Yeah. Let them in. They're going to want to know their travel history. Oh, they're coming and then they're going and then they're going here and they're going there and they go back and forth and, and and they can't and and wait a second they have been refused by Canada, correct? Right. And they've been refused by Pennsylvania. And Mike, between you and I, Buffalo was never an option, not just because of the field, because there's no way that Cuomo and New York State, okay, mm, would ever right allow uh, the Toronto Blue Jays traveling back and forth to Florida and to Washington into their beautiful states. Right. They would never allow that. And I, I'm pretty sure they knew that. They said, there's no way. If the federal government of Canada won't let them go back and forth. Right. Why the hell are we going to? What about Mexico? Can we play out of Mexico? I don't want to play out of Mexico. All I know is horse with no name, team with no home. You know, may as well call them the Toronto Gypsies. <laughs> Honest to God. Like, you know, they we have no home. Bedouins, the Toronto Bedouins, right? The, the nomads wandering, the wandering around, wandering. Oh no, sorry, we can't take you. No, sorry. Right. <laughs> By the way, case. Mike, a lot yes. of reporters <clears throat> have been burned lately because they're not checking their sources and instead are following and sharing stories that just aren't true. Did we not learn anything when John Tory and Doug Ford both gave permission for the Jays to stay, only to find out that the Feds had other ideas? Did reporters not go to the feds and say, uh, we know that Ford is grandstanding and this whole, you know, we're now giving permission for the Jays to stay, but we know that you guys are the ones that have the final say. So what say you? Was there not a caveat put on these stories saying, hey, don't get too excited, folks. Has to be approved by the whoever has the last word. Did we really think that public health officials in Pennsylvania were going to let the Jays set up shop? That really? Did you honestly go, oh, yeah, we can pull one over on those people in Pennsylvania. Legionnaire's disease. Okay. COVID-19. You can't do it, man. Public health trumps everything. 
But no, no, we had folks jumping the gun, figuring out it's a done deal. And and here's what the new Blue Jay, Pittsburgh Blue Jays cap is going to look like. And here's, let me tell you some great stories about the time that I went to, you know, the ballpark there, PNC Park, and how beautiful it is and how envious we're going to be that we can't have a stadium like that. Folks, it was never going to happen. And all it took was someone to say, hey, hold on, wait a second. This is far from a done deal. This isn't even 50%. This is one mayor or one, uh, you know, government official popping off saying we'd love to have them. And then everybody just jumping in. And the smart ones went, hang on a sec. Who gets the final word here? Pennsylvania Board of Health? Okay, let's find out from them. Right. And then somebody on the inside saying, are you nuts? There's no way we're going to allow these people in. You guys are, you, you, you guys are, this is premature ejaculation. That's all it is. Twice we had it. Twice. What was that Once expression the there? Gonna, <laughs> Once we thought the Jays were going to stay in Toronto. Ooh, because right. Doug Ford said it was going to be okay. Right. Permission. Right. How'd that end up? Okay. How did that end up? And then same thing with Pennsylvania. And like I said, the New York thing, hey, oh, no, no, we can't because Salen Field, blah, 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 you know, and we want to have major league facilities. Guess what? They're going to, they're now they're, now that now it looks like they're more than happy staying in, in the home of the Hartford Yard Goats. Of double A baseball because they've got a reasonably new stadium, even though it's not a major league stadium. You know, they think they have a better chance with the state of Connecticut. Where, where is that stadium? They said that they it's supposed to be the 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 it's for I guess it's used for NCAA and stuff, but the best stadium not used in the majors. Where is that one? That I got oh, I just... in Omaha. Is it in Omaha? Yeah, Rose maybe Black Stadium. That's where they have the College World Series. Okay, because that sounds interesting. I mean, uh, anyway, I'm but just... again, it's up to listen. It's, this is out of the hand. And for baseball, for Major League Baseball, okay, yeah. And in actual fact, I think MLB should change its monitor. It's not. It shouldn't be MLB. It should be MLFB, Major League Fucking Baseball. <laughs> because oh my God, they're just. I mean, to not to not have a plan in place. With the Jays to say, or what happens if your government says no? What happens if blah, 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 blah. if but, the league if the league could take over ownership of the Montreal Expos for years? Why wouldn't the league mm-hmm. step in and say, "All right, don't you worry. You're you're a member team. We're going to look after this." Instead, they got no home place to go. You're telling me you imagine being? I mean, Richard Griffin, who's the PR director there. I mean, you're going on the road forever. You're never, there's no place to call home. There is no place that's home. But I think go that was always pack, the uh... go ahead pack for sixty six days. Packed right. for 66 days. Right, right. I think that was always the, you know, worst case scenario is we're just always going to be on the road. Like, uh, obviously, you right. get to bat last when you're the home team, but you'll be in the other. And and I think that they kind of, like, that'll be what ends up happening here, I feel. I don't know. My crystal ball says they'll just end up playing at the the, the team that they were supposed to be hosting. Matter. They'll play in their uh, diamond. See, that's just it. It's that most, I mean, Major League Baseball is like, a, you know, they're going to have, what's the difference? I mean, this is the last thing we have to worry about. This is the first thing you have to worry about. Here you are, you're rolling out, you're telling people now, oh, okay, folks, come watch baseball because every team has a chance to make the playoffs. And at the same time, you're basically suppressing the Toronto Blue Jay story as well with, well, hey, yeah. what did these, what did these guys deserve? What did they do to deserve this from baseball? What did the Toronto Blue Jays do to deserve such shoddy treatment? By the rest of baseball. And yeah, yeah, a few reporters are going, hey, what about the Jays? But I mean, ESPN, come on, your number one question has to be, uh, what are you going to do? But I guarantee you, guarantee you that if New York Yankees were told that they couldn't play in the Bronx because of a health thing and they had no place to go, this would be a huge story. Right, right. But who cares about Toronto? Yeah, there's a lot of that Florida. going on here. Right. Yeah, who cares about them, okay? <laughs> hey, if it was the Toronto Raptors, 
and this was happening to them, the defending NBA champions, oh, you bet there'd be a lot of noise. You bet. How are we going to defend our championship before on the road for our entire – this has never happened, Mike. This has never happened. I mean, it's happened a few times in college football where, you know, they didn't have an official home field because it was being built or rebuilt, whatever. I'm talking about your entire season is on the road. I mean, that's what the Harlem Globetrotters. Right. Their whole season is on the road. <laughs> right? Right. There's no home games. You're on the road. You're right. It's never happened, and it's going to be weird. But at least there's no fans in the stands to, you know, cheer for the opposition. Ah, still, I don't know if that matters. But, and, you know, you still bat last. I don't know how much of a difference it'll make. I'm sure it'll, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, nicknames. What, what, what was oh. your nickname when you were a kid? Did you have a nickname? Uh, yeah, kid? forever I was called Booner. Booner. Great. Forever. So nicknames amongst people are, you know, whatever you want to call a guy, right? The, first, the best nickname I ever heard was when I used to watch the show Leave it to Beaver and Clarence Rutherford's nickname was Lumpy. Right. You know, yes. he was an overweight kid and his ne- nickname was Lumpy. I yes. thought that was a great nickname. And there are certain nicknames of certain teams in sports that I kind of like. <clears throat> you know, I like the Anteaters. I think it's a great nickname for the University of California, Irvine. However... Nicknames to me are about really when you come down to the least important thing in sports, especially now, but between the Redskins, Eskimos, Indians, and now Kraken, everyone seems to be talking nicknames and how important this is and how it's the identity of the city and the team and the logo and I don't know, a bunch of bullshit is this. But while all this hot potato discussion is going on about nicknames and whether yes. they're offensive and whether we should change or, or consider changing or have a discussion about what the nickname really means and what it meant when it was you know, applied to that team. Here comes Seattle's NHL team with like the most perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And they're not even starting play until a year from this fall, the fall of 2021. And what do they do? They come up with this nice little sort of Las Vegasy. Well, Hollywood and unveiled the name Kraken, the Seattle Kraken. Right. K-R-A-K-E-N, which prompted much giggling and such. Mm-hmm. Woohoo, the Kraken. And the Kraken is a is a Scandinavian sea serpent, basically. Yeah, a mythological uh, creature, right? Yeah, a mythological creature. Sort of like a cross between a like a giant squid and octopus that's like mean and ornery. Right. right? And right. if you look at the logo, it's got like a red eye. It's a stylized S in the shape of a serpent. Like Beanie and Cecil, the cartoon, right? I don't even know One that. I don't serpent. even know that cartoon. Hibson. Beanie and Cecil. Beanie and Cecil. Cecil was like a sea serpent, and Beanie was a kid. I don't remember this. Look one. it up. Look I it will. up. I'll look it's it a up. Sea serpent. A friendly sea serpent. All right. So it's sort of the shape of a serpent, like it's the shape of a seahorse, but like with an angry kind of a red eye and like a menacing look. Right. I love it. It's great. Come on. It's a nickname. Have fun with it. It's marketing. You know, you know, if you look, it's the opposite of the Washington Redskins. You cannot market the Redskins logo. They knew that you can't do it anymore. It's done. It's finished. You won't sell one more thing with that logo. It's kaput. But, but the Seattle Kraken is the opposite. It's brand new. It's fresh. Okay. It does not offend anyone. We'll never offend anyone. One Norwegian guy. Is upset by it because it was appropriated by uh, Washington right. State. Right, right. I'm sure they did. Listen, I'm sure they did huge market research. So, what do you think? You know, never like you know, it is it is the least offensive name 
Right. And then somebody said, yeah, but do you remember when the Toronto Raptors came along and everyone laughed? Raptors? You know, yeah. Are they laughing now? Right. And how about the logo, the dinosaur? Right. Did they make fun of it at first? Uh, Barney, blah, 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 blah. That didn't last very long, did it? Pretty, pretty genius marketing when you think of it. But initially it was like, oh, we don't like the nickname. It's a stupid nickname. Well, the one I didn't who like. What a ra- who knows what a Raptor is? The one I didn't like initially. Well, that was on the heels of the Jurassic Park phenomenon. Yeah, the Jurassic right? Park. But again, <laughs> so you don't. So wait a second. Yeah. You don't think that the next major motion picture about a sea serpent, <clears throat> you don't think that there's a, come on. If the Mighty Ducks could have a movie made about them with their names in it. Okay? Yeah, but the movie came first. <laughs> the just movie, telling you, man. Yeah. Disney the possibilities the are endless. Good for them. But here's the thing. Yeah. It's a nickname. It's a nickname for the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd century. It's a modern nickname. It's something to think about down the road, not just from a marketing standpoint, but from aware, like, what does it mean? It represents your city's hockey team. That's it. Okay? There's no mistaking that. It's a logo of a mythical sea serpent. But I think this is overwhelmingly... Not a a current living tribe of Native Americans, right? Not not a... a, a, um, a bastardization of something that that was appropriate years ago, but is controversial now. None of that. Right. In fact, in this particular one here, even, even the folks from PETA, even if you named it after an endangered animal, like the Florida Panthers, they said, Oh, it's an endangered species. Oh, for Christ's sakes. Like even with that, nobody could come along and say, Hey, you know, the Loch Ness monster wants to talk to you. There's no controversy. Beautiful. Yeah. Whereas, Look at some of the nicknames, like 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 Mike. You've got um, you've got uh, the Utah Jazz. I mean, that's a terrible <laughs> nickname. The Jazz originated in New Orleans. They went to Utah. Right. There is no jazz in Utah. There's no jazz right? in Utah. <laughs> I mean, you you're talking about nicknames. Nicknames, Mike. The CFL for how many years had two teams with the same nickname? Right. Yes. I mean, nicknames. Come on. What's an Argonaut? I know what it is. It's a, That's right. also mythological. That's the Jason well, and hey, the Argonauts. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Is an alouette the same as a Canadien? <laughs> that one, I'm not, I remember the Concorde. <laughs> and what about, and how about this one? Is a Canadian the same as a Canuck? Same thing? Are they not the, kind of the same nickname? Spirit animals, yes, yes, yes. And and what's the significance of a flame in Calgary? Oh, yeah, no, nothing. Yeah, that's Oh, that's Atlanta right, of thing. course, because the team originated in Atlanta, the burning of Atlanta, you know. But, you, All that, but then oh, you come can, on. but that we understand, like because you got the Grizzlies, you got the the Lakers. Okay, the Lakers is from Minnesota, right? The Minneapolis. Right, they right? started in Minneapolis. Come on, yeah. I mean, you could go over every freaking nickname. Right. Everyone, you know, can I tell you the one I never liked, uh, which I thought what? was silly, and I guess it doesn't matter because it's not mine. But uh, the Pelicans, I never thought that was. I don't know. I, is that a successful nickname? I thought Pelicans was weak. I don't know. But I think Kraken, so, I think everybody loves Kraken. I think it's a big hit and they're going to sell a lot of merch, which is all they care about. Here's the way I looked at it. Like you said, your nickname was Booner. So you went by, you went by Mike Boone in class or on your official form. Actually, Michael, Michael friends, Boone. Yes, yes. Yeah, and your friends called you, you know, Boone. Yep. Okay, cool. Yep. So here's my suggestion. From now on with sports nicknames, you can call your team whatever you want to. They're your team. So you can call them, if you're a Maple Leafs fan, you can call them the Buds. That's right. cool, man. Right. Maple buds comes from a chocolate that they used to make. Your round trees made them years ago. Buds. Like, you man, I got, where did that come from? The oh, so I thought it was suggestion. because uh, leaves come from, are a tree and buds. Maple are, buds. I thought Mike, it was from the leaf. I didn't know it was from maple buds. It may have been, but whoever wrote okay. it first or whoever right. tried to popularize it or whatever it was, right. I think, if I'm not mistaken, again, origins. 
So instead of nicknames, yeah. do what they do in European soccer, especially in England. Okay? Liverpool. What's their nickname? The Reds. Reds. It's their color. Chelsea. Mike, what's the nickname for Chelsea? The Handlers. The Blues. The blues. <laughs> Chelsea wears blue. Blue and white. Chelsea are the Blues. Simple. You can call them Chelsea FC, Chelsea Football Club, or you can, or Liverpool FC, LFC, Liverpool Football Club, but they're known as, to their supporters, as the Reds. Okay? Bournemouth are known as the Cherries. It's not their official nickname. They're not, hey, everybody, here come the Bournemouth Cherries. They're the Bournemouth Football Club, the Cherries. Newcastle are known as the Magpies. So every team has its own little nickname. Oh. It's not an official nickname with a gotcha. big logo, with a Magpies. And you know, it's a little more, so it's, that's the name of the team. So all teams should be, like Toronto Maple Leafs should be known as THC, Toronto Hockey Club. Or <laughs> THC can be take on. You know right. what I mean? I get you. Very clever. Because if this keeps up, like, first of all, I look at Notre Dame and look, the fighting Irish. But if you look at that logo, you know what? It's, a, it's an ornery leprechaun with his dukes up. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Should Notre Dame change their nickname and logo? Is fighting Irish, a fa- you know what I mean? So why not just, just wipe it all out? Just call it the Notre Dame Football Club, NDFC. And, and if you want to, amongst yourselves, you can call them the Irish. You go ahead. Right. But not, it shouldn't be an official nickname attached to the team. You're, you're, the, but the you don't, you, did you talk to marketing about the this logo idea? Is a little bird sitting on top of a globe and it says THFC, Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. That's it. If you want to call them Spurs, the Spurs, that's great. Oh, that so Spurs is not the official this, nickname? Oh, I don't like that nickname. It's offensive. It's, it doesn't work. It worked back okay, then, but, but it Hebsey, doesn't work now. It's taken may. on a different meaning now. Context <laughs> is everything. Come on. Very th- jazz. In all Give the- me a break. <laughs> in all Give me a break. <laughs> should not have allowed to have happened. The people of Salt Lake City should have said, wait a minute, we're not letting an NBA team here unless, okay, we get to choose the nickname. That's so stupid. Or, or, but what happened was, Mike, yeah. all the logoed stuff that said jazz, all the uniforms, it didn't say New Orleans. So they took those actual uniforms. And just said, well, why should we buy new uniforms with a new logo and spend money? Let's just keep the old jazz logo. And it honors the origin of the team. Like it, the team was in New Orleans and jazz made sense. Like, uh, you know, we know the history. It all makes sense in context. Right. That's why the Washington Expos are. Uh, oh, that's right. They're not called the Washington Expos. Right. No, no. Sometimes they get changed. I know the Jets are. No, not but the right, well, it's the same thing. Expos was for Montreal. Jazz is for New Orleans. Right. right. But I'm sure, well, I'm they, sure. New, they go uh, to Washington. Yeah. They go to Washington. Not one person said, are we going to keep the name Expos? Washington no, Expos? No, not one person said that. The right. same thing should have been said when the Utah Jazz moved, or the, the New Orleans Jazz moved to Utah. Same thing. But no one's offended. I don't think anyone is offended by the Utah having the nickname Jazz. No. No, that's, that's the difference. No, no, you're right. No, it's not offensive. It's just stupid. It's just <laughs> it is a bit. It is and a remember, bit the Toronto Maple Leafs is grammatically incorrect. But it's not, right? Because it's not named it after the uh, leaf that falls from the tree, right? It's named after the, uh, with the regiment. Yeah. And that, that, that so the regiment's the called... The Maple Leaf Regiment. Right. So if you plural that, it's not leaves. Because you only, only if it's the, you know, the leaf on the tree I that know. gets plural. Okay, you know, I know. You're being... Uh, Mike, Mike, nicknames I, are overrated. Okay. Nicknames have become too controversial. They're not. Oh, no, I, I got to chime in. What you want. Just have the team name, the city they represent... And then, and then FC, if it's a football club, 
BC yeah. if it's a baseball club. Seriously, have the official name of the team, no. like Washington Football Club. You're like yeah, they're the going to be known police. as the Washington Football Club. They're going to be known as WFC, right? They'll, until they come up, and, and they may not. They're in no hurry. The Edmonton Football Club is in no hurry to come up with a nickname. Why should they beat their heads against the wall to come up? Oh, Hebs, are you there? Hebsy man. Six months. Oh, someone's going to make a big deal about it. Like, why should they put their energies into coming up with the perfect nickname? They should put their energies into having a season, creating a, f- a winning football team, an atmosphere, not, well, what are we going to do about our nickname? Because it's, you talk about polarizing. Yeah, coming up with a new nickname, that's polarizing. You don't need that shit. You're you don't like, need that shit. You know, you're sound, you sound like uh, the fun police. Like, uh, you know, fan bases, most most nicknames are not offensive. The vast majority of nicknames are not at all offensive, and fans like it. It's merchandise. Right. Come on. Come on, Hebsy. Right. No one wants to change the Toronto Maple Leafs nickname. Just call them whatever you want. There's like the five place. or six that we need to address. Uh, maybe seven. I don't know. But that's about no, it in the whole no. continent. We don't need to address. No, just forget the nickname. Like, really. <laughs> call, call them whatever the hell you want. Honestly, God. Really. Just call it what you want. Okay, but let me ask you this personal it, question. Just stop it with this. Are you glad Washington has dropped their nickname of their NFL team? Thrilled. No, are you being Thrilled. serious? Are you being uh, Beyond sarcastic? belief, Mike, it's been gnawing at me for years and years. You're, I hate that football team because of that logo, because okay, be of serious. their... Oh, of course, always have. I mean, you know what you're talking about? Mike, you're talking about uh, George Preston Marshall, the original owner of the Washington football team, Okay one of the most noted racists in the history of the United States of America. Wow. You know that? No, I don't know that. Uh, I mean, it would be like, listen, I mean, I couldn't give you an example today. It would be like Donald Trump owning a team. No, this guy was a noted racist, right? And those racist policies have lived on through that football team and that nickname and that logo for years. I could never root for that team because of the past history. And, as far as I'm concerned, they kept flaunting it all those years. Yep. Yep. Even this new owner, Daniel Snyder. I just didn't like it. So yeah, there you go. That's the history of it. Okay. And people will tell you they didn't like the Toronto Maple Leafs because they thought that Con Smythe was a racist. I mean, whether he was or he wasn't. I mean, that that might have been enough of a reason. You know, that he was a brawling, you know, um, major in the Canadian Army, was a war hero and you, God damn it, you know, beat him in the alley, beat him on the ice. That's right, beat him There's in the alley. There's a lot of reasons to dislike a team. But a lot of, in a lot of cases, it's because of the owner. You know that. Yes, it's I do. the owner. Talk to the Senators fans. <laughs> you name, name a sports franchise where they didn't hate the owner. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, uh, the NBA. Remember them? Toronto Raptors, by the way, the defending NBA champions. They're very quiet, under the radar, in the bubble. Good. I haven't read much. I don't even know who's in the bubble with them. Or has that that even started? Do we have a Toronto reporter in there? It looks to me like they're just sort of taking, all these sports are taking advantage now of the fact that the media can't get close. And they're doing their own spin. It's per, it's perfect timing for the leagues. So look, the media can't come in, can't do this, can't do that. So let's control the narrative ourselves. To the point where, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, um, one, I believe, Getty images are the only ones allowed to take photos of, I want to say the NHL bubble stuff that the local reporter uh, photographers, the Toronto sun, the Toronto star, the local papers, photographers, Mm -hmm. and even the Canadian press, I do not believe is going to be um, granted access by the NHL. 
you should read the I Kevin McGran article that uh, it might have just published this morning, but on this very topic. And you're absolutely right. Uh, yeah, that's where I got the info from, okay. from Kevin. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, hey, listen, you're controlling. You're not allowing the media to uh, you're, 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 to pick and choose what they want to take pictures of, what, uh, what stories they want to uh, tell and not tell. You're not giving them uh, a choice. You're saying this is the way it is. Here's the picture you're going to use. What is this? Communist Canada? Mm-hmm. We're going to control the narrative. And by the way, we're not going to tell you if a player got COVID-19. We're not going to. We don't have to tell you anything. None but, of you. But that's it, right? They don't have to tell us anything. Like, this they is their own private. Anything, yeah. Not a thing. And in the NBA, any almost every NBA player for that post-match Zoom press conference answers every question with justice for Brianna Taylor. That's it. So legitimate questions by reporters, legitimate questions, basketball-related questions, go unanswered or justice for Brianna Taylor, that's it. Like listening to Marshawn Lynch talking about Skittles, saying the same thing. You know, um, so there's no accountability now expected from players in the bubble as teams and the league control the narrative, not from the coaches. I don't have to tell you what, I don't even have to tell you if it's a lower body injury or an upper body injury. I don't even have to tell you if it's an injury. But they never so did, right? Means, they never did in playoffs, at least. Like, they, no, it's, it's always been not like the that. playoffs yet for the NBA. The NBA oh, still yeah, has yeah. a regular season to finish. I, I was Go thinking finish. NHL anyways, but yeah. Yeah. So get used to it, folks. Get used to it. Okay, the reporter's job is this, it isn't tough enough nowadays. It's even more difficult now because you're going to get your answers from the teams when they decide to tell you. The Maple Leafs continue to scrimmage, and yesterday the soup man, Ilya Mikhaev, found his rightful place on the line with John Tavares and Mitch Marner, notched a hat trick against Freddie Anderson. There were no hats thrown on the ice. There was no one there to see it. There were a couple of cameras. That's the other thing is where these reporters now have to shoot their own video of stuff. Right. No, I mean, cameras aren't there, right? Right. Hey, uh, is he still suit man? Because we got the Campbell guy, right? Uh, between the pipes. Yeah, is he, can- is so. he suit man yeah. now? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's suit man because that's what they call him because that was his first nickname and he'll ever forever be known as the suit man. Okay. You can't change a guy's nickname <laughs> midstream. That's right. another thing, eh? Like right. you can't, if you said to them, look, don't call me Booner anymore. Call me, you know. Unless it's a racist nickname, then you could probably, in today in modern times, you probably could change it. Did you, when you were a kid, did you, were there kids that, had, that you look back now had racist nicknames? I can't think of one. Uh, do you know any? I can't well, think no, of a racist I, I, nickname. I know that whenever, <clears throat> I know that whenever we, uh, whenever the group of people I was with, whenever we referred to a guy of Italian uh, uh, background, you know, we everybody called him the W, right? If it was a Jewish oh, guy or Gino the, or something like that. The Greek guy was the, you know, I mean, it was sort of, but that was like, but that's not racist. It wasn't, it, it wasn't an abusive nickname. It was just, you know, um, well, which guy are you talking about? That guy over there, the Greek guy. Right. Know? Right. You know, Zorba the Greek, we would call him or whatever, you know, that, that's just the way you identified someone. Right. Uh, especially in a, an area where, you know, was there were a lot of just white people and immigration was just sort of starting where, you know, that neighbor of yours is from Germany. What, how come he speaks a different language, dad, or is a person of color, that type of thing. If you grew up in that type of a neighborhood or that type of environment, you know, as uh, the Italians, right, were, you know, okay, they're the Italian guys over there, right? Well, you know what, they called each other the W word, right? Right. They I, all called each other the same thing and they would call you a something, you'd call them a Dago, they'd call you a whatever. Uh, it was no, none of that harm. It was, you know, not meant to be, you know, racist. It was just meant to identify you as the same way you would say to somebody that was tall, you'd call them stretch. 
is exactly the same thing. How right. are you? Which guy are we talking about? The, 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 the big talk, Scratch, the big talk. Oh, okay, him, right? Or like on Goonies, Chunk. Yeah, ch- there you go, <laughs> Chunk. Okay, um, so how do I do that? What did I do here? What did I do here? Oh, you're gonna you're gonna talk about golf. No, I want to talk about golf here, but I know how to get the screen out. Do I get the screen out here? Okay, that, I can't help you. Sorry about that. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I played golf again last week at Crosswinds, and and I we had we had, we had such a good time. We always do there, but it's just so relaxing. Golf is the one sport that during this pandemic you, you didn't really notice. If you're a golfer, you didn't notice a huge difference at all. Right, can't touch the the flagstick. Can't come within six feet of your playing partner. So you you tap. You tap putters or whatever it is, that type of thing. Very easy to social distance in golf and still enjoy the sport. Right. And that's what we did last week. We had a, a, another great round and uh, sat on the patio afterwards and watched the golfers tee off on number 10 and come in from number 18. And just a really relaxing experience at Crosswinds. There's no, no, there's no pressure. There's none of this, you know, you've got to go over there. You got There's signs all over the place. It's very, they direct you in a certain way. There's pylons to sort of, you can't, you know, don't leave your clubs there and, Please, you know, uh, wash your hands and uh, all kinds of, Very safe. Uh, you know, uh, reminders, not warnings, reminders that we're, you know, we're in a, a health crisis here and we, you know, you, you have to uh, abide by the rules and uh, everybody gets along well, everybody rooting for everybody else. Beautiful views, great yeah. golf, crosswindsgolf.com. Book your tea time there. Better get in there to get your tea time. It's not easy to get a tea time at Crosswinds. Uh, fantastic value there. Uh Give them a visit. Tell them Hebsy sent you. Golf uh, really is the uh, most pandemic friendly of the uh, oh, activities. Absolutely. Yeah. Without question. Without question. Uh, the PGA tour stop this week is the three M open in Minnesota. You know what three, you know what the three M's are, right? Eh? Uh, Minnesota mining and manufacturing. Yeah. So the three M open naturally is in Minnesota. Now uh, a lot of the big name, most of the big names are taking a pass on this particular tournament. This isn't one of the, you know, they're all, there's one every week now. It's like, you know, there's no off season in golf. Golf is like a, like a 52 week a year thing. Um, and so a lot of them are taking a pass because next week is the world golf championship, the St. Jude FedEx invitational next week, which a long time ago was called the Danny Thomas open. Danny Thomas, the uh, father of Marlo Thomas, yes. uh, who's married to Phil Donahue had his own show for it was fabulous entertainer, but it was the, the, the Danny Thomas open. And then it was, um, I'm trying to think now. Then I think it might have been the Sammy Davis Jr. Took over sponsorship after Danny Thomas. Anyway, money always went to St. Jude's Children's Hospital in Memphis. And now FedEx, of course, is the major sponsor. But that was one of the first tournaments. It might have been the first tournament where money, uh, money raised went directly to a hospital. And of course, you know, in, in recent years, I mean, Arnold Palmer raised millions of dollars for Children's Hospital. Um, but that was originally, you know, Hollywood celebs. It was a big deal, you know, it was the Jackie Gleason Invitational was every year in Florida and the Danny Thomas tournament. Andy Williams, which is now the, it was Shearson Lehman until they went belly up, but it was the one that they play at Torrey Pines. That was called the Andy Williams Classic. A lot of these golf, Bob Hope, Desert Classic for years. The Bing Crosby, Pro-Am. Celebs had their names attached. The Dinah Shore Classic is a major in ladies golf. So just thought I'd throw that one in there. This is the 3M Open in Minnesota, not named after anybody famous. (laughs) All three Canadian-based MLS teams have made it to the knockout stage in the MLS is back tournament. TFC will now play a New York City football club Sunday. 
I don't even know who the home team is, but it doesn't matter. It's going to be on one of the fields in Orlando there at the, uh, the ESPN. Hey, what is the home, like on part. the field, what is the home field advantage? Like we know in I baseball, you bat last, none. you know, what nah, is it in soccer? Is there one? No. Okay. No idea. Just curious. No idea. You interrupted my train of thought. Oh, I'm, so, you know, I was so curious. I couldn't help myself. Were you that curious? Yeah. You, you were that curious Honestly. about what advantage the home team has yeah. in a pandemic league? In every <laughs> sport, there's something that a home, regardless of where you play, the home field team has some yeah. advantage. Ask someone who knows something about the MLS. It's not me. Um, Vancouver needed two goals to score. They need to score twice against Chicago. I'm not a big Vancouver Whitecaps fan, but they're a Canadian team, and I'm good for that. Uh, so anyway, they had this monsoon. They had to uh, stop the game. Uh, and then after the rain delay, um, Vancouver scores twice against Chicago and does so to advance to play Sporting KC in the knockout round. And the Montreal Impact will also take on Orlando in the knockout. So three Canadian teams in the knockout stage. And I love watching soccer at 9 o'clock in the morning, Mike. <laughs> I love it. It's beautiful. Man, my coffee, I'm watching some yeah. soccer. It's pretty good soccer. Uh, okay, so there's no fans there, big deal, but it's well played. I, I, I dig it. Because, you know, by the time they kick off, it's 100 degrees. By the time the game's over, it's like 130 degrees with oh, humidity right. down there. Right, right. Crazy. A 54-year-old Mike Tyson will be making a comeback this fall when he fights 51-year-old Roy Jones Jr. Tyson signed the contract yesterday while smoking a big fat spliff. TMZ has the pictures. Mike, it's hysterical. Hmm. Here's Mike Tyson, and he's just hauling on this big spliff. And um, he, he, I mean, he, looks, he thinks he can get $10 million. Him and Roy Jones can each get $10 million from pay-per-view because, of course, nobody will be able to watch the fight, which goes September 12th. And the venue, Mike, I don't even, it's on Mars for all I know. <laughs> They're fighting on the moon. Right. I mean, they that, could be no, fighting on a boat. They could be Think about it. They could be fighting on a boat. They're fighting where nobody nobody can come see the fight. Yeah, on a boat, right. So there's no reason to fight in like a Caesar's Palace or whatever. So what, you just it, it, construct a ring somewhere. In that field of dreams. In, uh, yeah, construct Iowa, a ring somewhere where you've got some good camera angles, right? It's pay-per-view. Set it up that way. I, right. I don't know, $49.95, $29.95, whatever it is. How, would you pay? Would you pay to see Mike Tyson fight Roy Jones Jr.? They're both in their 50s. I, I wouldn't pay. I would not pay a quarter to watch that. Would you pay? The winner gets George Foreman. I believe that he's probably like seventy-five years old. Now. <laughs> would you? Uh, would you pay five bucks to watch that fight? Yeah, of course I would. But to I'd me, pay, it's not even, is this pay, a sports I'd 20, story. I'd pay twenty-five bucks. I would pay twenty-five bones. Really? But the only difference is this: I would have to. It would. I would have to be able to get together with my buddies, and, and I can't. Right. I would have to be in well, a bar can. somewhere. You I'd could, have to be in a place it, somewhere where everybody was. You could put it outside the TV and just. You know, watch it six feet apart. I guess you could. I'd pay 25 bucks to see Tyson. Really? I mean, he's capable of doing any. Mike, just because he's 54 yeah. doesn't mean he's not capable of doing worse things that he did. Well, but he's fighting a 51-year-old. No, but I'm saying he could do worse things. What, like I mean, bite, his, bite his nose off? What are they going to do? Think about it. Right. Although, man, if he's if he's if he likes the the green, if he's smoking the spliffs, he's gonna he's not gonna be very aggressive. Yeah, he's gonna be too mellow. But have you can't see him like yeah, exactly. Is this even a sports story at this point? Now it seems almost like a gladiator or something. Like like what is this now? I know it's like a made for TMZ. (laughs) Okay, let's wrap this baby up. Episode number 195 of Hebsey on Sports in the books. Thanks to Toronto Mike, as always, for production and inspiration. Hit him up at Toronto Mike. 
And uh, he's got some great interviews. He's talked to some really great guests over the last, uh, boy, last while. In fact, I can't remember. Oh, and I did a great uh, 2020 Blue Jays. Uh, like we set up the season with Keegan Matheson in my backyard studio. That was this, this pat just this week. Right, right. Under threat of rain delay, right? No, that one we didn't have any. That one was a good day. But I did have a, you know, you got to listen to the Cameron Carpenter uh, episode. Rock and roll stories you'll love. Jake Gold comes up quite a bit. And that it's one on my list, buddy. Pouring it's on my rain. List, uh, you know, when I, next time I go for a long run, I'm, I'm going to put that. Uh, oh, you'll love it, face. man. You'll love it. You'll love it. All right. Great. Thanks to uh, Crosswinds Golf and Country Club in Burlington for their sponsorship as well. Just a great place to enjoy a round of golf, relaxed setting, beautiful views. Book your tea time online at crosswindsgolf.com. And thanks for allowing us into your headspace. We're back with another exciting episode of Hebsey on Sports next week. Until then, so long for now. This podcast has been produced by TMDS and accelerated by Rome Phone. Rome Phone brings you the most reliable virtual phone service to run your business and protect your home number from unwanted calls. Visit romephone.ca to get started.